Lycanthi is the project of Lakshmi Rangopal, an artist who splits her time between Chicago and Massachusetts. She generally writes and performs solo, but this month, as part of the Museum of Contemporary Art of Chicago's 50th anniversary, she's doing a performance of some of her original work that includes other musicians and dancers. She recently came to the Chirp Studios with her collaborators Adele and Bindu to talk about how she started Lycanthia and some of the ideas and themes behind the ensemble performance. She also shared exclusive recordings of the rehearsals for the ensemble performance that you're hearing now and can hear throughout the podcast. I've been writing or performing different kinds of music since I was a little kid. Um, I grew up in northeastern Massachusetts. Um, my parents are both immigrants from India, and they were very concerned with making sure that my brother and I had a very strong foundation in Indian cultural heritage. So um, we were both enrolled in different kinds of um, classes. I did Carnatic vocal music training for about 10 years and also did um, Bharatanatyam dance, which is a form of classical dance from South India. My brother did uh, played Indian flute for a long time. Um, and I also uh, learned the flute and violin um, wasn't very disciplined about either, but <laughs> it's like, but you know, did um. So I had a lot of music in my life at an early age, and uh, at the time growing up, I didn't really appreciate the value of being trained in Carnatic music. But over time, I've come to see that it's a very important part of my practice and how I approach sound and how I approach my identity as a musician, and has become a sort of increasingly explicit addressed part of my music especially over the last two years and as Lycanthia I've really delved into ambient and drone sounds which are fundamental to a lot of Indian traditional music and so it's been a really good way for me to use my voice which is not traditionally beautiful I think it has been a way for me to like really explore it and understand it better and in doing that I think accept my own sense of self and sense of being different from other people as someone who grew up Indian American um, in ways that have been very surprising and have continued to evolve. Um, I've released one uh, record so far. It's an EP that came out in 2014 called Migration, and I'm currently working on the follow-up. Migration was written when I was in grad school um, at the University of Chicago. I have a PhD in classics, and I was writing my dissertation when, or actually researching my dissertation when I started that record. And some of it was written when I was doing research on a small, uninhabited island called Delos off the coast of Mykonos in Greece. And I didn't have like any internet access or phone access and was just like by myself, more or less, on this island. Um, and so the album has this like uh, detached, like dreamy quality to it that I think comes from the context that it was created in and explores ideas about rebirth, not in the sense of like death and then being born again, but of sort of being multiple people over the course of one's lifetime. Um, and it's created with me doing vocals and the synth lines um, and like programmed drum beats. And it's been interesting to see how those songs have developed over the last couple of years since I released them. Um, now listening back to it, it doesn't feel finished. And I think it it's because I've evolved a lot as a vocalist and a performer and have been performing increasingly with other people. And I had been mentioning to Adele recently, like, I feel like this performance for the MCA is me having the opportunity to actually present these songs and rearrange them the way they were 
meant to be and maybe I'll never perform them again after this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, and it, it's called migration. I mean, now it's so that name is like it feels very topical, but it wasn't at the time. I think I use that term to to signify like the sort of transitions that we experience in life um, and the the kinds of knowledge we kind of accumulate about ourselves through those kinds of transitions. Adele and Bindu, could you speak a little bit to how you got involved in this performance? Sure. As Lakshmi mentioned, she and I have collaborated um, really since we've known each other in college, and we were both kind of new to playing guitar. We wrote songs together, and we've been in a couple bands together over the years. Um, And so I've sung with Lakshmi at Lycanthia performances a few times over the past year. Um, And so um, she asked me to perform with her as part of a um, larger ensemble for the MCA. So I'm also trained in Carnatic music. I think a little more sporadically than Lakshmi was, uh, just because I move around a lot and I had lots of colds and asthma attacks as a kid. (laughs) Um, And so I had teachers who also deemed my voice unfit for Carnatic music, because they would be like, "You need your 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 voice needs to be like a, a, a an Indian flute. It needs to be like a like a delicate, uh, high pitched instrument calibrated to perfection." And um, the bass was already coming into my voice at that age. Um, so I also had a like a kind of complicated relationship with with music growing up, um, and did different kinds of music projects in college and and since that have also um, experimented with the um, traditions and mythologies and rules and culture of um, Indian classical performance traditions across different genres. So um, when she, when Lakshmi asked me to be a part of this project, I like leapt at it. I was like really jazzed about the idea. And it's been so cool. I mean, what a cool group of people she's brought together. And one of the really cool things that has come of it is um, developing one particular song called Male, which is closing the performance, um, which I sort of developed for a sound installation I showed at Comfort Station earlier this year about my grandmother, or inspired rather by her death, um, which explores this, like a sort of matrilineal histories that have developed through her and her mother, my mother, and then me. Um, and has like sort of sound recordings that I have of her and my mom and I speaking to each other in English Mm -hmm. and in Tamil, which I made like in 2013, so a year before migration came out. And um, Bindu and Lisa and I have developed a really interesting um, approach to that piece to close the performance at the MCA involving um, all of us singing um, sort of songs that are important to us. Um, For me, it's going to be singing a religious hymn that my grandmother used to sing, um, and then having Bindu sort of dress me a little bit as a, as like a Hindu bride, um, but in a, in not an entirely traditional way. And there's sort of 
some of the ways we're approaching it, I think, are sort of sacrilegious, which is really interesting, um, and breaking um, traditional barriers that have been in place for Hindu Indian women for ever, <laughs> and um, kind of remaking traditions to fit our identities as we mm-hmm. um, as we choose, but accepting that that's also uncomfortable and doesn't always feel empowering, and um, finding ways to recreate sounds outside of the contexts in which they came from in India, and it's um, it's really exciting to be able to share that in like for the MCA's 50th anniversary celebrations because um, I think especially in Chicago, South Asian artists don't often get the opportunity to um, elevate their work like with it, it, like this, and um, so it's really cool to be able to do that now. In collaborating with Lakshmi, I've been fascinated by the very different ways she and I hear music. <laughs> you know, my coming from a very, you know, just Western um, tradition, brought up, you know, playing piano and taking very typical um, piano lessons and um, listening to pop music and her upbringing with this training in a very different style of music. So it's really fascinating for me to um, hear the different types of harmonies that Lakshmi comes up with um, for all of us singing together in a chorus and all of the interesting chords that are formed um, from the, you know, five voices working together. Yeah, one of the things that is so cool about working with people from so many different musical backgrounds is some of the questions that come up in rehearsal. Like a number of times we've been like, well, is this out of tune? Like, or, you know, are these melodies clashing with each other and then being like well what does it actually mean if something clashes like if we say that this clashes it clashes according to like what framework um of sound and that has been i think really exciting for everybody to experience just being like well what is normal actually like there isn't Mm -hmm. a normal where what's normal for each of us is different and i think also i want to like be clear to that there isn't like such a dichotomy between like there are the way that people who aren't Indian hear it, and then there's the way that the people who are Indian hear it mm. also. Because even between me and Bindu, there are so many differences. And it's been really cool to talk about like our different experiences as members of the Indian diaspora, because we experience the diaspora in totally different ways, partly because of the fact that I'm second generation and was born in the U.S., um, and Bindu is first generation and came here. And so we, we, we have these very different forms of knowledge that emerge even between us and so I mean we don't really disagree that's not like the right word but like when we're like kind of coming up with ideas and trying to navigate each other's different ideas yeah it's like a it's a multiplicity like it's so cool it's this it's this it's endless identities all being allowed to take on the same name um in a way yeah that's been a really powerful thing even to think through and I can't wait to actually perform it yeah 
But it definitely is an interesting challenge to work with people from so many different um, backgrounds in terms mm -hmm. of race and ethnicity because, you know, Burning Orchid's members are both Mexican-American and, you know, they raised this question early on in the process of how do we be involved in something that has so much cultural specificity without, um, you know, offending you and, you know, it's not simply about it's not simply about offense, but how do how do we do that in a responsible way? And yeah. you know, and we've been careful about approaching that question. Um, it's a really interesting like artistic problem. I don't mm -hmm. mean like problem in the bad way, but it's like an intellectual and experiential question. You can find this and other Chirp Radio interviews and podcasts at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.